All right, it is party. Where's the button? It's party time. Hello and welcome everybody to the Melomancy Podcast. My name is Dylan. My name is Victim. I almost forgot. <laughs> I'm Sarge, but I don't forget things. I'm like an elephant, except depressed. Yeah. Before we go any further, I'd like to remind everyone that we do this show live uh, because it's way it easier. Is. It's party. just... Where's the button? Oh, God. I can already hear the echo. It's party time. I was just about to say, I was going to go check the stream to make sure it was working. And then it started auto-playing on my web browser. And I was like, oh, fuck. Oh. <laughs> but there. it worked. So the chat's going to be a little delayed just because uh, that's how this software works. What, whatever. If you want to ask questions, I will have the chat open. But I can't promise I'll answer. Uh, also, I should probably lock the room. How do I do that? Someone might come in and say pee pee poo poo. Uh, I don't know. I guess I gotta drag this off screen so no one streams, snipes, whatever fucking password I button mash into this field. And then I put it back and I fucking fix it. And thus no one entered ever again. Well, I create it new every time. <laughs> no, I know. I just. Alright, Jitsi Meat needs to stay in fucking focus so I can fucking see what I'm doing. Alright. I am a professional podcaster, I swear. <laughs> Nobody's professional. Anyone who's a professional is of shill, so I'm fine with that. All right. So on that note, have you heard about purple mattresses or sponsored? No. <laughs> uh, I actually have a purple mattress, not sponsored. No, uh, but uh, in in all seriousness, so um, what's it called? So uh, two weeks ago, uh, obviously, as you all know, we record every two weeks. So, uh, two weeks ago, I had an extra, like, three or four, an extra, like, three or four people in, uh, the show, uh, or who have all been on the show before, every single one of them. It was, it was Jordan, uh, Oren, Robbie, and, uh, Rick. They've all been on previous episodes at some point. And, uh, we all were together in the room at once. I, oh, hey, Trio's here. Nice, hey, Trio. I, I know you can't register, uh. You'll have to ask Amy about that. But anyway. Uh, so what happened last time, I could explain. So I was on my Windows partition, which is just a glorified toy. I only use... It's like an Xbox you build yourself. That, that's how I treat my Windows partition, right? I'm on Linux right now. That's how I know it works. But uh, what happened last time, like, I had a OBS plugin that allows me to stream to two places. I stream to Space Cowboy, like we always do. And then I stream to Odyssey, which is the new hotness that I want to move to. Because then people can tip me crypto for Super Chats. And that's why I want to go to Odyssey. But, like, I was worried that we'd go for two hours and then the vibe would get fucked up. Because Odyssey streaming is very new. And I've only done it a few times. And so I was worried. And so I was like, all right, uh, I found a plugin that lets me stream to both places, and then we'll just do that. And uh, it worked, except uh, the VODs were all corrupt on both sites. Like, the audio was fucked up. You couldn't even hear me. And we had a great time. We talked for, like, two hours. It was a fucking amazing show. Sarge had his webcam on. You can still see his face if you look at the VOD, because the VODs are still there, right? It's just you can't hear anything. <laughs> oh, wait, you still, you still uploaded it? you. Well, I mean, it's on Space Cowboy. You, there, there's no not uploading it. It's oh, automatic. Oh, okay. So if you look on Space Cowboy, the VOD's there. Uh, and it's all choppy sounding. On Odyssey, I didn't save it. I'm just like, this is garbage. I'll just let it expire. Um, but so that happened. That episode was awesome. You just have to take our fucking word for it. Uh, and here we are. I don't even remember what we talked about in the last episode. So I guess all topics are game. D&D. 
uh, mostly D and D because we've played D and D with all those guys, and it's been a blast. They they've been playing in person, which is which is great since uh, everything was locked down for like a year, and now now they're not. So that was cool to hear about. Uh, you'll have to take our word for it or how good those stories were. <laughs> all right, so. Um, I really want to eat this food that Destiny put in front of me off camera. So, Victim, why don't you tell me about uh, the Tales streams that you've been doing? I haven't been watching, so I'm totally out of the loop. How's that going? They've been pretty good, actually. Uh, so, I didn't know this, but there is like a, a cult following for the, the second one in the series, Tales of Destiny. And so I've been getting actually quite a bit of fucking traffic because of that, which was uh, interesting. I didn't expect it, just out of the blue. Mm-hmm. Not to mention, everyone was like, wait, you're playing this patch? This patch is out? I'm like, uh, yeah, uh, I found it as I was, like, getting ready to play. <laughs> I thought, wait, is Tales so. of Destiny new? No, uh, so, but the English patch for it is, for the, the director's cut. Oh. It was, it was a Japanese-only release, that version. And so everyone was like, wait a minute, this is out? And I'm like, uh, I guess. <laughs> Just happened to be what I found. Or more specifically, uh, a friend of ours uh, found it for me out of the blue. Cool, cool. So. Yeah, I uh, I made time when you were streaming Persona Five just because I had already played it and I, I like it. So, like, I made time to watch that, and I would make time for other games. I just I've never played Tales. Like, it's just not my thing. When I was uh, you know, young and stupid, I played Final Fantasy. Yeah, like many people my age had done before me. Um, I mean, I played a couple of the Dragon Quest games, but that was more Sarge's thing. He could tell you more about Dragon Quest, but um. I, I I didn't touch the Tales games when I was younger. I, I skipped them. See, I just... I don't know. There's something special about them being action RPGs the way... In, in, in the same vein as, like, Final Fantasy. Like, random battles and all that. But, uh... Mm. I don't know. I, I guess it's, like, a, a good equal footing for me in that regard. Although, um... The reading all that dialogue and and trying to be as uh as, as anime voice actor as i can is uh wearing oh god on your me. voice you voice every it character it's wearing on me so much oh, shit. so many characters scream dude why do they all have to scream <laughs> i forgot that you do that and it's like oh man so the i, I guess i i remember uh you had some fatigue when you were playing through final fantasy 7 for the first time Oh, I say first time, like, you completed it for the first time, right? Well, yeah, think about it like this, right? So, I am by no means a professional voice actor. I, I don't even pretend to be. But professional voice actors do, like, two-hour sessions. And I think that's, like, an hour, then an hour break, then another hour. And that's, like, a regular session. The I think, like, that's just, like, after season. Sometimes they'll do four. Four hours. Um, mm -hmm. But I'm doing, like, four to six. Or longer, even sometimes. So it it and then I'm doing it like daily. So it it uh, it hits me quite a bit. I um, mm -hmm. especially if I have to do a character like that's like getting angry for like five minutes straight. Afterwards, I just <laughs> lose all of my energy. Mm -hmm. It's uh, I do not envy. I, I I have I have nothing but pity for for professional voice actors. Oh hell yeah. So think about the, the English or even the Japanese voice actors for fucking Goku and how they must have felt afterwards. Holy fuck. You know, I never liked Japanese Goku's voice actor. I know um, nah, that, that's, that's probably heresy for like all the anime fans out there. But like 
if it wasn't for Dragon Ball Z, like, running on TV in English, I probably wouldn't even watch anime. Like, it was kind of, like, the gateway for me. Like, that and uh, Ronin Warriors and uh, Gundam Wing. Like, those were, that was, those were all rabbit holes that led to interesting places. Uh, but um, if I, they weren't running on TV in English, during the brief periods of my childhood where I had cable, it was not consistent. I did not finish any of the shows in one sitting. Like, uh, it would have been a lot different for me, so... I think we talked about that in the last episode, but of course that episode is now lost, so that's yeah. just unfortunate. But um, uh, what's it called? Um, so Sarge, um, which, which Dragon Quest games have you played? Not to put you on the spot or anything, but before I move on to my next subject, I uh, I mentioned Dragon Quest and you didn't speak up. <laughs> well, I said they're really good. Um, so many of them. <laughs> like I can't even think. Uh. He hits you with a yes. Because I remember we played through yes. uh, we played through seven and eight together. I remember that. Yeah, um, eight was really good. Eleven was pretty good. I still have like a lot of achievements on Steam. I have to get for eleven, but that's just so much effort. I liked eight a lot better than eleven. Oh yeah. From everything, because just the way you built your guy out and everything, like the the options seemed a little bit more in depth. And the fact that you could take make your main character like a spear user, but the best way, like the only way to get a spear is by like not opening certain chests or opening certain chests. I can't remember what it was. Are you sure not thinking of Final um, Fantasy twelve? Because that I'm was Sar- Sarge is out here looking for brownie points, dude. Mm. What? That was a you can make your dude wield a spear. Totally brownie points in for you, dude. Oh, I know. 100%. See, I, I, like, I can't wait. It's probably wait. that game that made him love big spear guys, to be honest. Yeah, well, for me, what, what did me in with the whole spear thing is, you know, when I was young, uh, I played a lot of this RPG called Legend of Dragoon that I keep trying to tell Victim he should play because he hasn't played it, right? You haven't played Legend of Dragoon? You fucking have. I know. Things, things I know. keep coming up, man. I, it was on the table. Nothing keeps coming until, up. Until they dropped... They're like, oh yeah, by the way, uh, Tales of Arise, September. I'm like, god damn it, that's only... Alright. I get it. So hear me out. Legend of Dragoon is full of cliches and bullshit. And like, um, it may not hold up to storytelling standards, but like, it's a completely self-contained story. It requires no external material. None even exist. It's all in the game. Everything you could want. Backstory, detailed backstory, lore, if you find it, like, it's there. Or you could skip it. You could just do the main story, right? Like, it's a really well-built RPG. It's definitely a hallmark of the PS1 era. And it, it dared yeah. it dared to compete with Final Fantasy at the height of its popularity. Um, because it came out around Final Fantasy 8 and 9. It kind of looks like a, a cross between the both. Like, it's not as pretty as Final Fantasy 9, but it's prettier than Final Fantasy 8. Okay. Right? It's like it's weird in between. It's like Final Fantasy 8.5. <laughs> um, but um, there's lots of uh, what I like to call elemental cliché. Where, uh, so, the, the the damage system is very simple, right? Every, everything has an innate element attached to it. And when you highlight it in battle, its name card is the color of its element. That's how you tell, right? It's not hidden to you. You don't have to scan them. You don't need a perk. Like, it's just known. Everything is one of, like, eight elements. One of which is non-elemental. That's besides the point. Um, but, um, like, fire... My favorite element. The, the lack thereof. Right. <laughs> so, fire will do double damage to water, but water will do double damage to fire, like... Each, each element is paired in such a way where they do double damage to each other. And that's something to consider. Uh, and ele- speaking of elemental cliche, um, my favorite character in the game uh, is the spear guy. You get him early. 
and he I, I kept him in my party the whole game. Like, uh, you know, wind powers, spear, and he was a total bro. Uh, he was uh, unironically like the 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 the, fa- the the writing trope of the lancer, despite also having a spear. I, that's super cliche and he had wind powers and that's why like i was so disappointed by zhao and genshin impact because it's a wind spear user that's exactly what i want but i don't like him i just don't rip i, I mean there'll be more they will one there will be 100 percent more of them it's like it's not the chinese theme because i'm a zhang li main and he's that he's, he's also in the that group of characters that's chinese themed it's just, um, you know, that dude in that that game, Legend of Dragoon, like, you know, they, they would fit right into Mondstadt. They had that that Western European look, right? Uh, that that region of Legend of Dragoon is definitely Western European inspired, just like Mondstadt. And it's like, fuck, it was so close to perfect. Like, if, if it was like a Mondstadt, like, Germanic wind spear user, I would probably main whoever that is. Uh, but uh, hopes for Sino, maybe he'll be wind. He's probably not. Um, he's probably going to be Geo. Who knows? So, I mean... Uh, I don't know. Two they, games uh, everybody has to play is Legend of Gaia and Legend of Dragoon. That, Dragon. too. Like, um, so, Legend of Gaia was what Sarge liked. Like, they came out at the same time, right? And they're also similar. Like, in Legend of Dragoon, right, when you launch an attack, there's, like, a mini-game. Like, it's not really a mini-game, but, like, a little thing pops up on screen, and you're supposed to hit X when the thing lines up. And if you do it, you get cool. another hit. And, if you, and it's, like, a combo. And you want to do it every time. And Legend of Lagaya, cool Legend of Gaia takes that kind of idea when you do an attack to the next level. You should just tell it, like. Okay. Sarge, tell us what what happens in Legend of Gaia when you attack. <laughs> so, when you attack, you can input a combo of buttons, and that will give you a potential like special attack. But some of them you can't unlock until you're a certain level because. If you're on your second playthrough and you know the ultimate button. And then some of them are too many inputs. Again, for the same thing. So, like, when you start out, you can be, like, triangle, square, circle. And it will be, like, the comet punch or whatever. And then as you level up, you can get four inputs. And that opens up, like, the next grouping of things. And it's it's just really cool because... It was awesome, actually. <laughs> it doesn't tell you what they are. Sounds like you could suplex a train. Yeah. I mean, if you went on to, like, GameFAQs.com, you know, back in the 90s, and looked up what these stupid combos were, you could do some better damage early on, like, but you could have figured it out on your own. Like, Yeah, there's, like, places, Mm -hmm. like, you can, like, it it kind of made it so you have to, like, really search the world, because you might find in a chest, like, oh, hey, you learned how to do this, and then you have, like, a it kind of blended like a fighting game uh-huh. because you could then go to your thing and be like, oh, here are the combos. Oh, I didn't know I had this triangle, triangle, triangle thing. Then I would have never fucking pressed three of the same button. And that gives me a super kick or how do you can or something, you know? Right. So uh, what I like to compare it to is you remember Final Fantasy VIII, right, Victor? You, you, you did play that one, right? Yeah, yeah. You remember Zell's Limit Break? Imagine doing yeah. that every time you attack, but you only get one hit. So, like, his complicated, oh. like, end attacks where there's, like, like five inputs to do it. Like, imagine doing that every time you launch an attack. And there's a bunch of options, and you have to memorize them. Like, it, And the whole reason for different. it is super cool. You have, like, this weird thing on your arm. Mm-hmm. Kind of like uh, S-Cryad. Which is a great anime. I never watched it. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sure you've seen it. 
They're like the little like power things from like the Power Rangers, right? Like, I, I don't know. You get a thing on your arm, and that makes you better at killing monsters than the NPCs. There's a reason yeah. why there's not very many adventurers. Also, so there's, like there's a, a cool explanation for um, the monsters. I mean, I don't know the spoilers, so I'm sure there's more to it. But like in the beginning of the game, it's like, hey, if you step into the fog, monsters attack you. And all the cities have big walls where the fog can't go over it. Because it yeah. doesn't go very high off the ground. Literal fog. Right, and so yeah. it's like pulling. It's like imagine like a, like a, I'm so a survival game. I know he would love it. He's probably played. This we were game. literally. I was literally just talking about his GURPS game that he ran. That was literally that. I'm sure he's played this game, and he probably was inspired by it because I'm sure he played it. <laughs> yep, yeah. we, we were talking. Uh, me, I was talking to Hells about his D and D game, and I mentioned. I think the only time I've genuinely like 100 percent liked growing into my character was when we did it in GURPS and that was the game that Jordan ran it in. Nice. It was the, yeah, basically that the fog eventually creeped into the city and monsters attacked and we had to like fight for our lives to get out of the city. So on and so forth. I don't know if that has anything to do with the plot of the game, but. Oh, speaking of RPG. So like that happens in some places after you uh, venture out because spoiler the fog isn't like just oh some crazy world thing it's the big bad doing it of course so. of course yeah of course. so i i want to talk about more about tales and uh e3 prospects i think that might be a good segue but i want to talk about something first because we're talking about rpgs i've been playing cyberpunk lately i, I gotta say i already told you victim but like yeah so uh i don't know trio if you're still in the chat but like i took your advice right because like um and i'll get to that in a second so what i did was i started playing right I got through Act 1. Uh, I had only a couple bugs, nothing too crazy. But then I was like, there's a lot of game-breaking bugs that people are bitching about. And so I stopped. I was like, you know what? I'm going to wait, and I'm going to come back to this game. And then I did. I, that, that was, like, recently, like, last week. I've been playing it. I'm, like, halfway through Act 2. doesn't crash anymore. Um, everything that I did experience is no longer happening bug-wise. And uh, I'm taking Trio's advice, what he told me when he first played it, because he played through it all the way. It worked on his machine. I don't fucking get it. But like, worked online. so what you need to do is what he told me was, you know, take your time and fucking do everything. Like stop for everything. Like don't, oh, yeah. don't just jump mission to mission because there is so much to do. And victim, if you ever play this game, you would love it because everything's voiced. Some of the side quests have like meaningful dialogue with branching dialogue choices. And it's like, I only got this mission because I drove past this building and the, the local fixer was like, I got a job for you in this area. Right. And I was like, yeah. That was or crazy. Somebody, or you'll hear somebody screaming from the balcony or whatever because it's a like a two-story thing, and you're like, what the fuck? And it pops up and it's like, hey, help this dude. And you're like, oh. Like, I remember there was this okay. one. Uh, I'll spoil it because it was a short, short and sweet, but I, I enjoyed the shit out of it. Like, I just drove past this building, and I'm like, oh, this is cool. I get a phone call from the local fixer like, hey, I got this dude. He is in distress. Uh, he stole some meds that had GPS tracking. Can you recover the meds? I go there. Buildings, no, no guards. He's not in a gang, it would seem. We didn't know anything about the guy, right? Like, they didn't really tell us anything. Um, it's just and like... Is he, he's already dead? No, he had to recover his car. No, like I we walk okay, in. Okay. I walk into his apartment, right? And his apartment was actually above the one I walked into, but this one was like bombed out. There was like the ceiling collapsed, and you can go up to the other apartment above. And there was a bunch of books lying around because you can collect books. Um, they're like they're not called that. There's something else. You can collect everything. <laughs> and there was like two different like volumes of a book called you know how to make a bomb in your kitchen. And so I'm like, oh fuck. 
Uh, I'm looking for tripwires. I'm looking for booby traps. I'm like, this is a trap. I'm going to get killed. I'm not ready to pay for these repairs. Uh, and then so I'm, I'm walking real cautiously. And this dude doesn't show up on my minimap, but he's there. And he's just waiting behind a door, right? That doesn't have any other ingress. Because the game was expecting me to come this way only, right? So I finally find his room. I open the door. He's holding the shotgun, double barrel. And he's like, you know, stay back. You know, and I'm like, I have, oh, I love mission. I have okay. full control of myself. I could just pull out my revolver and blow his brains out in one shot, right? Or I could, I could dodge behind the wall and I could plague him with my quick hack because I, I am a quick hacker. That's my build, right? I'm like, I, I, I spread contagion and, and wipe the whole room before I enter it. It's, it's fun. Um, that bit is so disgusting. I have like I spent all my points in intelligence, and I I yeah. I'm taking advantage because I'm squishy. So <laughs> it's such a nasty build. It's like the stealth build, but it's so I love fucking it. good. It's so fun. So this guy, right? Like <laughs> stealth archer evolves. I can move, but I'm sure if I move, he'll stop talking and shoot me, and I'll have to kill him. Uh, I put my gun away. He calms down, or maybe I'm just hallucinating. And, and he's going to talk it down anyway. Calms down. He calms down. I get some dialogue options. I talk him out of it because he was planning to assassinate some politician guy because there's this subplot about cyber psychosis where implants are making people go crazy. And there's a whole side quest where you have to take out like the guys with the military implants that go really fucking crazy and you have to yeah. like put them down. They're like, like there's lots of those. And those are the cool ones because you'll just be driving along and there'll be like police will have cordoned off an area and you get all this like yellow tape except it's futuristic oh i know and, like, and then the fixer calls and is like that's one of our guys we got to go in there and da, 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 da. And it's like oh it's like try to take him alive please and i walk up and yeah. he's like sniping the cops their heads are exploding and it's like oh yeah this one's a sniper uh. oh, but, th- but this one right like this guy is suffering i'll do my best no promises so this guy was suffering the early onset stages of cyber psychosis which is what these crazy mini bosses are experiencing and it's like he i know where that road leaves because i've killed some of them already and taken at least one alive um and so i'm like okay his concern is pretty fucking legit and so i hear him out i convince him that killing that politician guy is only going to make him a martyr where he will push uh, the next person in after him to push legislation that is exactly what you don't want is going to get elected because election season is coming. I'm like, that is a very reasonable argument. I'm a smart man. And some dialogue choices are based on like your, your starting path. Cause all paths converge early into a, the mer- the mercenary life, but you get to pick your, your background from before mercenary life. Like, yeah, it, it's unfortunately linear. However, I, I thought it was bad at first because it's like, Oh man, they shoehorned me into the Merc role. Right. Nothing can ever be worse than Skyrim, so. But I keep running into cool dialogue you, options that are. Who did you start as? Corpo. 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 Okay, yeah. And I made yeah, I I, I even made my character look like me. I'm like I already work for a mega corporation in real life. That's, That's the fucking difference. Dylan, come on. I even made my character look like me. <laughs> That's beautiful. I think it's one of the better uh, backstories, as it were. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you can do Corpo, where you're like a corporate guy. Uh, there's street kid where you're, um, you're in the city, but you're not a corpo. <laughs> and then there is nomad where you, uh, you grow up outside the city. Right. And all, sure, all, pa- it's all about family. I have done it. I mean, if I, if I do a second run, which I will, cause I think destiny would really like the story. And so, so good. what I'm probably going to do is, uh, after I beat the game, I'm going to look up what's the most disgusting way to get overpowered early in the game. And I'm just going to play through it again with her. Watching. Probably stealth something. 
I'm going to look up a guide on how to just become disgusting, and that's what she'll watch. games and stealth ranged kills is just instant, in, instantly yeah. uh, busted. So yeah, most. So, so back to my story though. This really cool, totally optional, random side quest, right? I talk this guy down. I'm like, hey, give me the meds so I can give them back to the people you stole it from. And he's like, yeah, all right. I need some time to myself. And he sits down in his chair. His icon turns green. He puts the gun down. I'm like, I talked him down. This is like some Mass Effect shit. Like I, I, I talked him out of a fight. He might have been a hard fight because he had military implants because he's ex-military. I steal the pills. I start walking away. I talk to the, the partner guy. You'll know more about him when you play. Um, he has some choice words about um, his approach because he kind of agrees with him because he hates the government. Um, more about him when you play. I don't want to spoil anything. But um, I, I, we start walking away and we hear a gunshot. He fucking kills himself. I was like, damn, that's dark. Yeah. Like I could have just murked him right then and there, and he ends up taking his own life. And I was like, "This is just an optional side quest I did not have to do." And the whole thing was voiced, and it was really crazy. And there's like dozens of these, if not more, yeah, or more. And it's it, the game has so much to do. Like I, it, the city is very dense, and if you just do story quest after story quest, if your build sucks like mine, I mean, I'm getting better, but at beginning I sucked because I was going for quick oh, hacks yeah, at the beginning yeah. and the beginning, and I don't have a good, you're a wizard, uh, you know, I don't have a good cyber deck. I still don't. So there's some things I can't do. <laughs> and, um, so early on, it's like, if you just go main story quest to main story quest, as fast as the game will allow you, you will fucking die. Like you need to slow down. You need to start taking odd jobs. Take your time. Do the bounties. Do the, hey, police have reported an assault in progress over here. You should go fucking kill those guys. We'll reward you. Like, that's just the kind of world that we, they live in. Like, firing your I'm gun isn't that. a crime. Shooting someone with a bounty on their head isn't a crime. The cops aren't going to stop you. Maybe at launch they would because they're fucking stupid and it's really buggy. But it's a lot <laughs> better now. I'm not having any problems with the game. And when you go into those areas where it's like, hey, there's a known criminal hiding out here. And everything, you might find a chest or something in there that has like a legendary piece of like a legendary cyber deck, and you're like, yeah. "Holy shit, this is like way more powerful mm-hmm. than what I have!" Like it's everything I could ever want. I also really like the iconic system. Like there are weapons that are called iconic; yeah. they're like super unique, and you can upgrade them to be end game. But you get them early. Some some of them, and they're not really? good early. They're like at your level, like what you'd expect. But you can upgrade them to be fucking amazing. So if you like them, like uh, during the the intro, the Act One, which shoehorns you into the Merc life, there's this really big gig that you do that kind of sets the stage for the rest of the game, and you're in like the bedroom of some like elite dude, and you take like the handgun on his nightstand, optionally, totally optional. Uh, I think you actually need to though, <laughs> um, or you'll have a really bad time if you don't. And um, that's an iconic weapon that I kept, and I'm like, I could upgrade this, and it would be relevant later in the game. And it was it just, it's fun to use. You can get is when you leave your apartment for the first time. Yeah, act one. You start with one. You start with an iconic pistol. It's like this is the pistol for your character. Like yeah, it's your iconic pistol, and it shows so up in cutscenes. You don't actually start with it, but you well, get yeah. a uh, as you leave your apartment, you're in like an apartment complex, and then inside of it, it's like a mega city type thing, right? And there's a gun shop there, and the guy's like, "Hey, I fixed that gun for you." And yeah. you can just, like, it's a line that you might just ignore, and you'll be like, oh, he must be talking to someone else. No, he's fucking talking to you. Uh-huh. Go to the gun shop and talk to him, and he has a gun there, and it's for free. And you're like, oh, what's this? And then it's the whole introduction to the iconic system. Yeah. And it's really nice. So keep every iconic, put him in your personal safe if you don't want to carry it. 
Uh, that's what I've been doing. I've been collecting them. Um, and, like, so I, I bring it up because I'm having a lot of fun. I haven't beaten it yet, obviously. But, like, I think a lot of people on the internet that discuss Cyberpunk, like, they kind of write it off as this buggy mess that never got fixed. But, like, they it's come a long way, and they fixed a lot of shit. Like, obviously, you can't buy it on PS4 unless you get a physical copy because Sony said, no, it's too buggy. Uh, but I feel like that's just grandstanding at this point because, like, I don't... I, I really think uh... that's just them, yeah, giving in to the people who are bitching and moaning. Like, I mean, I'm one of the people that I'd had no issues with the game whatsoever. Mm-hmm. Like well, the day it dropped, I was telling everybody, you'll play this game. It's the funnest shit, but yeah, people, like, I think, oh, I think part of the issue with that is the, there, there's a, there's a, I mean, I shouldn't say a group of people. I feel like a lot of people are like this to some extent. Um, like the, there's the principle of it. Like, sure. It, it shouldn't have released buggy on PS4 and Xbox one. Uh, that's fucky. They advertised it as being playable, and it, well, from what I've seen, wasn't. But on PC and on next gen consoles, it looked like it played fine, or well, yeah. for most people. I mean, obviously, yeah, some people have problems, but, um, but a lot of people looked at that as like a reason to not enjoy the game. It's like if you were gonna buy the game for your own enjoyment already, what the fuck does it matter if some nerd who played on his PS4 didn't? Yeah, it's like yeah. sure it sucks and we shouldn't let them get away with it, but it doesn't mean you can't just play the fucking game. It's like, it's like imagine if the game flopped. Imagine if the game flopped so hard that it uh-huh. made like no money. Everyone re- refunded it. Nobody bought it. Moving forwards, no matter how much they changed or fixed, we wouldn't get another CD Projekt Red game. Like yeah. so, what they had one sh- shitty release out of like, I mean, I guess they haven't released a ton of games, but they've released some really good, really quality games. Um, and not to mention, open world games are notoriously buggy anyways Mm -hmm. like it's going to have bugs there's no way around that it's just going to happen um a game that big and that expansive you cannot qa test that much shit to make it perfect well it's it's never gonna happen it's the same people that were bitching that it's buggy and everything oh it's too buggy for the ones being like oh this game's never gonna come out and they kind of like oh yeah that's fair too the whole rushing of the game like they could have put it off for another four, five, six months and released it, and it would have been flawless. But it's like, could you imagine I mean, paying sixty dollars for a game you didn't want to play just so you could pick at flaws and grandstand for imaginary internet points? Like, there are people that did that, and that's kind of shitty because it's like I'm playing the game now, way after it came out and after many patches, many of which were as big as the fucking game, and it's like I'm having a really good time. Like, I haven't played a single player game this fun in a long time. And I feel like, you know, you know, this 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 show is my soapbox. You guys know that. And I feel like I'm obligated to tell our viewers, hey, if you've been waiting to play Cyberpunk, fucking play it, especially on PC. I only have um, a kind of old now Ryzen. I forget the number. It was good enough to come with an RGB cooler. Like I'll even turn my camera. It's this thing, right? Like so. Whatever one that is that is, like, new and good enough to come with an RGB cooler, but is, like, over a year old now. Um, and I have a GTX 1070 um, NVIDIA graphics card. I don't endorse NVIDIA. My next graphics card will be AMD for personal reasons. But... Yeah, I'm with you on It's that. a 1070. It's two, it's two generations old, and it's not the best model in the generation. 1070. Will it run good on a 1050? Maybe not. Uh, will it run good on a 1080? It fucking better, because I have a 1070, and it's fucking great. So... I don't know what the magic recipe for hardware is to make it good, but after all these patches, it might work great on your computer. And if you've already owned it and you didn't refund it, 
I think you, you should give it a second chance. Like, um, I've put up with worse. Like, I put up with Final Fantasy XV. I love Final Fantasy XV. That game was not finished when I bought it. It was finished when Victim bought it. And Victim loved it. I loved it because yeah, yeah. I beat it. I appreciated it for what it was. And then I was I bought it when all the updates were coming out. And so I was live experiencing like the new DLC, which expands the story. It should have been there at the beginning. But it was great. And then like they at the end when the the version Victim bot came out, like they they redid a bunch of shit that made everything better. Like when I bought it, you couldn't switch party members. Like you couldn't control the others at all. Right? But Victim, that's a thing that you did regularly in your playthrough, because that was a thing you could unlock. Yeah, mostly to Prompto and Ignis, but yeah. I mean Gladio was fun, but like he was clunky and slow and the rest of them were fast so in in the original (laughs) really make much sense to do it in in the original like um there was no final dungeon like insomnia the final dungeon was just like one street a little alley castle right whereas really yeah no okay holy and there was no boss rush at the end there was no fighting the the previous kings like you walk you fight ifrit you fight arden and that was it right and and Ifrit was like pre-corruption, like his model was like the pre-corrupted model, which um, uh, they retconned, and that makes more sense that he's all gross when you fight him, um, because the, in the DLC for Arden that you haven't played yet, he uh, corrupts Ifrit. <laughs> okay, yeah, that's fair. So I, I wanted I wanted to like kind of talk about that a second too, but like unfinished games at launch, I was like, sure, there's no reason to praise games that do that. I mean, we we don't want games doing that moving forwards like i hope 16 doesn't do that i hope 16 learned if 16 releases like that yeah people should be mad mm-hmm. um and it's the same thing with like you know uh cyberpunk uh what no man's sky is another good one a good example um but i also don't understand why like if these games fix themselves and become good like why should you deny yourself that like like that fun if, if you if you thought you were gonna like it at launch and then it became the game that you thought you were going to like later on. Like, even if you refunded it, like, that's fine. That's perfectly okay. It's your money. You do what the fuck you want with it. I don't but, think like, No Man's Sky should that, be in the conversation with those two. Well, no. I, I think that it's just, it's kind of like a point of, like, well, there, there's a principle to it or, or a point of yeah. pride. But, but you're not buying mm-hmm. a buggy, broken game anymore. No. You're not buying a game that launched unfinished anymore. You're buying a game that's years down the road and is finished now or yeah. is yeah. at well, least much further along the way. I'll, I'll say that there's a difference they're... between how No Man's Sky launched and how these games launched. Because when No Man's Sky was being released, he was like, yeah, it's going to have all of this. It has all of this. Oh, like, yeah, was, exactly. Mm-hmm. They were promising that. Where is like 15 wasn't like yeah we're gonna do all these things there was a clear like, roadmap and they delivered it right yeah they weren't yeah. like yeah it's gonna launch and it's gonna have everything just everything's gonna be there right or cyberpunk they just hit a point where people were like this game's never gonna fucking release and the investors were like yo there's the covid thing going on it's the perfect time to drop a game and they just put out the absolute best version they could. And naturally with investors and everything, they wanted to get it to as many people as possible. Otherwise they would be mad and then yeah. they wouldn't get paid. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, but my, so my, my issues. only point, my, my only point with like putting them, like grouping them together is that they all launched uh, bad though. Poorly, yeah. 
Yeah, like you're, you're right. No Man's Sky launched probably the worst out of all three, but yeah, I and, and like the most scummy. I just want to say yeah. that there there's people that I trust who say No Man's Sky is in a good state now. I'm not gonna buy it, but I'm not gonna no, tell you not to. I never, I never was like big on that. So Elite Dangerous. Yeah, me either. It, it never looked like my kind of game. It's kind of kind of the other thing for me too. But yeah, yeah. Elite Dangerous, what happened with that? Like, they had a cool, like, I can walk her out of my ship update, and then, like, I heard it was pretty bad, or it was buggy. What happened? I mean, Do you know? probably, like, the, they're updating in methods that, like, what the people want, and against, uh, I think it's called Star Citizen, which is just an unfinished fucking game, like, entirely. It's I, like I don't know if Star Citizen's ever going to come out. Like that's, well, yeah. Star Citizen's less of an unfinished, it's an unreleased game, too. And don't get me wrong, it's, it's been like in development this, for too long. But Yeah, like, so many people are like, oh, we play this, and it's like, that's cool, and I've seen videos of it, and it's like, oh, that looks good. And then I hear the other people playing it, and it's like, yeah, that bro, these 20-second videos that show off this thing, like, that's 20 seconds of the game that isn't actively just exploding. <laughs> yeah well yeah uh a friend of ours tret um when he was still hanging around every once in a while he he actually bought in and got into the beta i want or well alpha i guess i don't know whatever the fuck it was but uh watching him play it i mean like gunplay and like ship movement it's tight and it looks really fun it's just that there isn't anything to do you get in your ship and you shoot but there's nothing to shoot and there's like you can't land on the planet like most of the stuff that they want in the game wasn't in there wasn't anything to interact with but if you could it would probably be a amazing game uh i think honestly no man's sky or not no man's fuck sorry uh star citizen star citizen has the issue of it the the guy behind it he might have credits as being a game developer as being uh whatever he is professionally but at his core he's uh a creative type and i think that mm-hmm. that causes an issue when he is favoring a creative vision over a practical one and i hate to say that because honestly his creative vision if he could bring it all to life 100 would be the greatest fucking game on the planet there, very little would come to touch it but i think that's the same with almost everyone's creative visions nobody sits there and develops an idea for a couple years and then it doesn't turn out at least good in some aspects um, and what he put on paper looks fucking amazing. You, you get oh, out of your shit. ship. You can shoot people with guns. Get in your ship. You can fucking play VR when you fly around. Um, full person... seamless 360 combat. Land on planets. Build shit on planets. Like It all sounds amazing. But it's too much. And it'll take them 20 more years from now mm-hmm. to even facilitate it. So it's, it's, like... it's almost like they promised all these things. Digital Extremes implemented them into Warframe. Warframe is flopping. <laughs> and the Star Citizen guy is like, oh man, I don't want to be those crazy Canadians. I don't want to fail. Like, <laughs> rest in peace, Warframe. I mean, I don't know how that game's going. I have not logged in. I, I mean, they rest have in plenty peace. of room for Warframe to be good. It's just that I feel like they're having burnout. I mean, watching their dev like videos, they all look dead inside. Like, they look like they just are there to put up a front because they promised they would. And that's that, That's what makes me sad. It's like, there's nothing wrong. I mean, digital streams themselves yeah. are always really passive-aggressive, and I, I, I that always rubbed me the wrong way. But, like, 
the game was never like horrible. It's just I feel like there was a definitive downturn after Total Biscuit died. I mean, maybe, but I don't think that that was where <laughs> that, that, that didn't necessarily affect Warframe. Though. It wasn't the cause, but it was certainly like uh, a, a turning point in the community because that, that does remind that was a pretty significant milestone of like with like. I think it was the Fortuna update. Like, for example, that's when Victim jumped off the ship, was the Fortuna update. Because yeah. it was yet another island of content that he didn't want to do, where you had to start over, and you're gated by fucking reputation. It, like, it's literally just grinds slapped on top of grinds, mm-hmm. and they would retroactively add Warframes to the grinds that you'd already been grinding for, like, yeah. weeks to months at that point. And I, it's like, I don't want to do this anymore, game. Please yeah. fucking stop. So I tolerated the Fortuna update because I skipped... The Plains of Eidolon, which ended up being a bad move because my operator did like no damage because that's that's the content you have to play to do that. Um, so no, I was yeah, like, yeah, that too. Like you you got to go up the chain. You can't just skip ahead of the line. Yeah, and so it's not true anymore. Like you can you can make your operator do damage by doing Fortuna only because there's you know you can get oh, amps okay. there now. But that that was added later. Um, so I was like, ah, Fortuna. This is my chance to uh, not miss the train on this content. And so I dived right in. I was like, hell yeah. I got my reputation to max. I built a kit gun. I'm a fucking loser. And I named my pistol the Lionheart because I really like Final Fantasy VIII. Uh, but that's fine. You know, my, my pistol did lots of damage. And it was one of those t- those tomb finger ones that like shoot the big blue laser. Well, I, I made it. I made it blue. But like it like one shot everything I hit in the head. And it was fucking awesome. And I got the arcanes that go with the kit gun. And I was like, oh, yeah. Not only when I hit him in the head, little tendrils come out and hit everyone else in the head. And it's, like, the most overpowered pistol I never unequip it. But, like, it really shows that the Vaycor Mail Lock is still my most used pistol on my account because we used to play a fuckload more before these updates hit. And I I just don't have it in me to keep going alone. And I don't want to drag you into it because I know you're just going to get bored and you're just going to humor me um, if you even come along. Um, Yeah. And then, like, I was like, oh, well, Fortuna may have flopped for victim. And some of our friends, not all, uh, but Railjack will bring us together, and it fucking didn't. It did not deliver. It there, was fun, but it was again kind of just they, more of the same. They've reworked Railjack. They reworked Railjack twice. It's on version three now. Like that's quicker than any of their other systems. It's because they wanted to leverage it to to go to the next phase, and so it can't suck. So they have to fix it, and. They like they reduced the cost to build a railjack by to like one third of what it was. I still don't have one because I never went back. Uh, they made yet another content island, which is all like uh, infested theme, but like it's not as bad. Like it's still a content island, but um, the stuff in there like it's not as important. It's more it's more optional. It gives you a new end game by giving you a new fucking type of warframe. That's those mech suits, which have their own class of missions that are like way fucking harder. Because they do way more fucking damage. Because their numbers are just power creeped to the millions. Like, you can get out of the suit. You don't have to use the suit. But you won't win the mission because you don't do enough damage. Even if you're sweaty. Because it the numbers just don't line up. And I just, I, I don't want to go back to that. Because I just, I, I see the power creep. I see the feature creep. And I see all that nonsense. And it's like, I'm just going to wait for Fantasy Star. Welcome to <laughs> I, know. I just I don't know it's I, I will never be able to look at Warframe the same way because 
there were things to work towards that were just genuinely difficult things to do, such as the raids. Mm -hmm. But then they took those away. They took them away, and now in in place or like in in the same like vein. It's just grinding to get to the next spot to grind some more. Also, the removal of the raid stings extra hard for us because we joined an alliance of clans dedicated to raiding, and we were the best at it. And I, I don't even think it's 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 not even fair to say that. Like, if, yeah. if, if there if there's one thing that I get to brag about because of our, what our community managed to do, it's that. And mm -hmm. they didn't invite us; they brought us along because they fucking needed us. Yeah, they're like, we need the Melomancy crew. We need Victim Tret and Hydro. And victim, I said you. I said victim twice. <laughs> well, I mean more, more, more Tret and and V Dog, uh, yeah, and V Dog and Hydro because they. Well, actually, I don't remember V Dog was part of like. No, he was back then. For that or not? Back then, yeah. I mean, he played with us, but I don't know if he was like. Uh, I know either way. He, he I know was at least in and out. He was in and but, out at the time. Yeah. Um, but that's they, besides the point. They went so hard at it, and mm -hmm. they they learned the ins and outs and everything, and like. Yeah. There was so much going, and it was amazing. We we became well known for raids. We were one of the first people to like have it done weekly uh, mm -hmm. each week, and then other groups would fucking pull in hydro, and he would like teach them how to do it, and then and he'd carry them. Just spread and spread and spread. Yeah, and we got those custom. Nice. We got those special like emblem things that were like three D, yep. not hologram, that you get from doing the raid for trying the raid when they cut it away and we also got the one for the level 101 that only our group could do like other groups could pass it sure but like our group was one of the ones that helped other groups get there because they couldn't do it right we enabled them because we were the pros and that felt good it felt good to be good at something that's hard and they should have kept they should have stayed the course on that they really mm -hmm. should have because like Sure, there was a lot of elitism. And to be fair with you, Warframe has been fucking... It has birthed so much elitism across everything it's fucking done. Uh -huh. um, which is unfortunate. But, I mean, not like the devs really <laughs> inspired much else. But, yeah. um, sorry. I, again, DE in me. I don't... I don't. I mean, I love their game, but I'm not too fond of them. But besides the point, they... Um, they they took it all away, and it's just like I mean, how much of the content have they ever have they put into the game and then removed? They they've had the the clan wars things added in. Oh, I remember twice. those. Oh, I miss those. those they were they were worked as fuck the first time. The second time they were they worked at least. They could have tightened it up. I think PvP is entirely gone now. It, nobody fucking plays it, even if it is still there. Remember Lunaro, the soccer game? Yeah, they made it because Rocket League was popular, and they're like, we can make this in Warframe, and then nobody played it. Yeah. It's still there. They didn't remove it. Just nobody plays it. They don't remove anything. Like they just they just leave it there and they put new rewards they in just, every once in a while. They just turn it yeah. off. <laughs> but it it's just and I think that's ultimately an issue of like how much have they developed for the game that has either become like deadware or removed. Yeah. It's it's just up. like they could just instead do the things that were already successful. And the grind pits are not successful. Because all, all that a grind will do is it'll mm -hmm. artificially uh, elongate your game's playtime until people start catching on and realize that they're not having any yeah. fun and leave. Most of my like, time... Like what happened like, to me. At the end of Warframe, the most time I spent was... Um, I was in... Uh, that's whatever... The new Draco that wasn't Draco that replaced it. I forget the name. Because um, it's been that long. The, the farm map. On Sedna, yeah. And basically, I, I form a something. I bring it. 
I bring either a max level warframe that doesn't need no gun, or I bring the Lionheart that I crafted that's perfect. And I just I I I, I do three runs and it's maxed out, or one and a half runs if I have a booster, and I put on a podcast and I listen to it. And or those long form freaking 30 minute YouTube videos, like whatever I'm in the mood for. And I would just pl- grind and listen. And what was I grinding for? I just wanted the number to go up. I wanted the, the damage numbers to get bigger, but like it didn't account for anything. Cause like Eidolon hunting, like, eh, it was okay. I could do it. I didn't really care to get better at it. Um, raids were gone. It was like uh, an eight form of fucking three burst assault rifle it's not even a good weapon but i was just yep this is what we're doing this is the end game i that's one thing i liked about warframe was that you could take any bullshit weapon that isn't even that good and with enough format you could make it good like i like that because then you could pick your favorite like i used the lacera which is a sword that doesn't do damage it does elemental only and it comes electric innate and so like i just made it um do like corrosive and the 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 fucking other one i forget like i had a couple different loadouts but like and the status percentage was 100 i got the status to 100 so it procced every hit and it was a whip sword with range and i used volt prime it's a slow weapon so it's not slow with volt because everything's fast and i would just whip pull stab and it looked cool it was a cool looking sword and nobody used it but me and i got a ribbon for it that made it broken that that's what they're called the rivens uh-huh. once they introduced those oh that was the fucking worst man it really broke the game uh it was yeah, meant to be end game so much better but it also was like do you want more grind but like rng as well and it was like oh I'm fucking ah, i just yeah, want to had, had a grind at the the red material quite mm-hmm. a bit yeah. Luckily, the survival map in the in-game zone where that stuff drops was fun, at least, um, because the enemies were a little different. They should have just made that zone bigger. I, mean, I don't even think I got there because you needed the uh, the operator uh-huh. to be good. Yeah, yeah, and I was just like, dude, this is like starting over. And I just, yeah, it was tiring. Yeah. I, I don't mean to drag Warframe down every time I bring it up. It's just, it, it's on my mind. And it's like, man, that game served a purpose for me where I would, you know, just listen to podcasts and stuff and pass the time. Now it's like, what do I do? Like, I can't do that with Cyberpunk. I'm playing through it. Eventually I'll finish it. But like, yeah. when I'm playing Cyberpunk, just like when I played Deus Ex before it, like, I am immersed. My music is off. Yeah. I'm not in voice chat. I'm listening to the ambient noise. I'm using the in-game music and the little in-game radio. Which, yeah. Blue Stolly has two songs, by the way. My favorite artist of all time. Yep. If I were to rank my favorite artist, this dude's at number one in every version of the list. And he's got two songs in Cyberpunk, and it's fucking awesome. It is really cool. But, like, uh, you know, so his music's in the game. Um, but I'm, I'm not going to break the immersion and listen to voice chat. That I remember telling V-Dog one day, uh, he wanted to talk in voice, and I was playing through uh, Mankind Divided for the first time, Deus Ex. And yep. I told him, no, I'm playing Mankind Divided. I don't want to break immersion. He's like, I understand. Because he already beaten it. <laughs> and it's like one of his favorite games. Uh, and so yep. he's like, oh, you're right. Don't break immersion. Keep playing Mankind Divided. Get all the stuff done. And I'm like, I will. Because like, it's so good. Both those games are really good. <laughs> I- I'm going to be sad if it's not a third game. Because honestly, the second game had the issue of definitely being rushed and definitely not ending. I know. On, like, 
a good note. On the note that, that they wanted it to. So. It's like I compared my times because, like, in preparation for Mankind Divided, I played through Human Revolution on Steam. And I spent more hours in Mankind Divided by a long shot. Because there was, there is more dense, like there was more stuff to do in between your main story quests. And so if you were an exploratory kind of person who really wanted to do all the side quests, or maybe you're like me and you found a spoiler-free guide of all the triggers to start those side quests, which I sent to you, Victim. Um, yep, I remember that. It really pads out the time because those side quests are super detailed and fully voiced, kind of like the, the cyberpunk side quests. Like they're fully voiced and they have branching path and there's like a lot to do and it's it takes you to interesting places, and it's fun. Like, the game is a totally different experience if you ignore those, and it's much shorter and very unfortunate. So that's why you know I was I was thrilled that Cyberpunk also had lots of side shit to do. That's my cat in the background, by the way. I'm I'm not about to be mugged by a person just creeping in the background. That's actually just a yeah, cat. You are. Don't lie to me. Don't stare at the light. Stupid cat. Oh. What's that fucking game that uh, just made me think of? Mm. Oh, shit. It's massive. Borderlands? No. No. No, it's like a... An open world game with lots of side quests that are worth doing? No, it's a uh, turn-based strategy game. Oh. You fight aliens. XCOM? XCOM. I was never good at XCOM. I tried to get into XCOM. I'm not good at XCOM. If Colonel Rick was here, he would tell you about XCOM. Because he plays the new ones and the old ones on the regular. And I don't know how he does it. That game looks so fucking hard. <laughs> I still need to play the new one. And it yes, it is fucking hard. But man, the like macro of it is so in-depth. It's really nice. Yeah. I'm, I'm a big fan of strategy. I just I could never get into XCOM. I don't, I don't know what it is. Um, I think it's weird because you were real big into the uh, Metal Gear one and it oh metal gear acid oh my yeah. god i love that game you know funny it, funny story actually i need I to tell it i don't think i've brought it up on the podcast before but victim sarjeev no I'm, I'm a big metal gear fan in, in the yeah. first episode we talked all about metal gear online you know it's kind of where my online presence began um because i was really good at that Whoa. game and and so was sarge uh <laughs> and we lived nearby and that's besides the point but like metal gear right like the first metal gear game i played was metal gear acid which is weird for a lot of people, and makes all it makes some people uncomfortable. Because I, I have to, I have that game is weird. <laughs> I have to put a disclaimer there. You say that's where uh, our online presence started, but uh, in reality, Star Wars Battlefront Two. You're right, Star Wars Battlefront Two. Sitting in your living room, just shooting on kids. Whether it was your account or my account yeah. on your PlayStation, where you just grind the shit out of it and destroy kids. Oh, that was before I decided on a username. So yeah, it, my usernames are all over the place. I don't even want to want to mention it. But, <laughs> but yes, we did play. We did, you know, wipe the floor with the PS2 servers of Star Wars Battlefront 2 early on. I remember because I how old was I when that game came out? I fucking forget. Like, uh, I don't know. I feel like I was like 13, 14. Yeah. So, you were so I was like, like I, no, I was like <laughs> 12 or 13 if you were four, whatever. So. But, but my voice was as deep now uh, as it was then. But I was like 13. Yeah, you didn't really do puberty. I, I, just kind of... My voice has just always been this deep, man. And so I, I would play Star Wars Battlefront. Hell yeah. And I'd be like, hey, there, there's guys over at the base over here. We should go take them out. And then 
I would just casually chat with these online strangers. And then at some point the truth would come out like, Oh yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm 13. And they're like, what? No, you're not. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. How many packs of cigarettes do you smoke a day, kid? That's like none. <laughs> yes. All of them. Yeah. We, 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 Oh wait. Yeah. 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 We knew a guy like that too. If you remember Dylan, uh, candy blue or whatever. Uh-huh. you remember real quick i i do remember him but real quick let me let me go to our our, our little podcast channel i'm going to write down our potential title of the episode how many packs of cigarettes <laughs> packs of cigarettes do you smoke a day kid i don't i don't want to lose it I, I, rushing people. I, I gotta i gotta get it i gotta get that title down so forgive me you remember that when you hyped up SOCOM, you were like, yo, SOCOM is super hard and difficult. And I just grabbed an LMG and COD rushed kids. Now, understand, so I don't know if we've even talked about SOCOM much on the show. So, so we feel like we've definitely brought that one up before. At least I remember once. telling my story with SOCOM. Okay. Well, I got to bring it up again for the new viewers and people who listen out of order. So, uh, back in. Good. Oh, what is that? What is that? It's a cat. It's a surprise. Is this Olympia? Apple fritter. I was about to be like, this bitch brought you lumpia. We're gonna fight. <laughs> it it looks like lumpia, but it's actually apple pie. Thank you so much. Yeah, no, I was about to be like, okay, I'm getting off this phone game that I'm playing, and me and her are gonna have some words over literally every mm. method I can get to her at. Fuck how that dare you? If you, want, if you want to tell my wife how good her uh, apple sticks are, just at irony212 at Shipposter Club. Wow, those app. Dylan said these apple pie sticks are really good. Oh. Anyway. Are you partitioning the internet to get you brownie points? Yeah. <laughs> Brave. All right. I mean. I do all the time. Dear internet, please send for my wife for me. Thank you. <laughs> she has a bunch of followers. She just, just she just like shit posts all day. Like she she shit posts better than I do because like I get like caught up in like Fetty drama when I'm like either directly or indirectly implicated, um, and I get I get into a bunch of annoying threads and stuff I really shouldn't be replying to. Uh, but Destiny, she'll just she'll just post a funny meme and it'll get like way more attention. And I'm like, I should just do that. Like fuck. <laughs> Let me borrow your account. Fuck, I need some likes. I know. And he just tweets a banger. <laughs> They're not called tweets. <laughs> They're called toots. No, I should find that. No, they are not. <laughs> I'm not going to search for it right now. But... So hear me out. SOCOM, U.S. Navy SEALs. Forgive the chewing. Okay, maybe give me a minute. It's really thick. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on. I wasn't ready for the girth of that stick. All right. That's what she in my, said. In my mouth. Uh, so. That's what she said. God damn it. I wasn't ready for that. I was, like, choking on it. All right, so. I mean, she provided um, you the stick, so. Said. It's dripping with this, like, sauce, too. <laughs> I don't know if you can see me dipping in the little glass bowl. I can't. Mm. Mm. So good. Okay, hold All right. on. I have to make a button for that's what she said from now on. <laughs> so, just... SOCOM, U.S. Navy SEALs. Right. Right. Hold on. <laughs> I took another bite for the joke, and then now I have to wait. 
Oh, Jitsi's like, your mic's too loud. It's like, no, fuck you, Jitsi. I'm laughing. <laughs> yeah, leave me alone, asshole. All right. Yeah. You're not my real dad. I'm going to go listen to Tool. <laughs> so, SOCOM, U.S. Navy SEALs. Right. <laughs> this was a game in the Halo era, right? PS2 is a thing. Xbox is now a thing. Halo is popping off. Online multiplayer is really heating up for consoles, a thing that PC gamers have enjoyed for some time, right? And, uh, you know, PlayStation didn't have no Halo. I mean, we had Killzone 1, which I really liked Killzone 1. Killzone was so good. I loved Killzone 1. I am surprised how good Killzone is. I played it, like, well after the fact, like, back-to-back, like, one through, like, three, I think. And I was like... I was it's blown just, away. I'm like, what the fuck? Boring. I'm like, I never heard anyone talk about these games ever. I'm like, what the fuck? These are actually really tight shooters. What the and, fuck? And they weren't Halo. They, were games that they, you were, fucking they weren't Halo. Whoa. Punch him in the mic. Whoa. I would say Halo maybe definitely beats it story-wise. Yeah. Like, pretty handily. But, I mean, Halo also had, like, a bunch of books to, to like, beat off of. That's a mm. fucking weird way of phrasing that, but, you know. <laughs> Anyways, what is this episode? Um, I love it. All right, so a lot of penis jokes. So Killzone, right? But gameplay was really good. Killzone wasn't exactly like you know the big dick in town. It was so calm, right? Because on the PS2 uh, online multiplayer, um, I mean MGO was fun, and me and Sarge spent a lot of time on it. But before MGO was a thing, and also after, <laughs> uh, there was SOCOM 2, which I actually didn't play. I started in SOCOM 3. Um, yep. But SOCOM 2, like, the, the big gimmick was you're in a squad of four Marines and you're going to go through a really big map and you're going to take objectives at, in the single player. And if you have a headset, which is used for the online multiplayer, and the game comes with a headset, just in case you don't have one, <laughs> um, you can give very simple, like, voice commands to your squad mates in the game. That's when $60 for a game was like, holy fuck, man. But like, it came with the headset, so it was worth it. Are you serious? Zipper Interactive? For 20 bucks more, I can get Final Fantasy XI in a hard drive. Like, Yeah. (laughs) Attachment. So SOCOM was kind of a high asking price. Um, Also, that same hard drive that you could get for Final Fantasy XI, or a USB stick, that's what I used, uh, could be used to download the DLC, which was also kind of a new thing. But it was good DLC. Right? What was that noise? That was definitely not my phone. It sounded like an anime. That sounded like a high-pitched anime girl. 100% not my phone. It's late. I get it. It's cool. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, anyway, anyway. So. True papi muñano. (laughs) (laughs) It will 100% not be my phone again. So. That's funny. No, uh, it was probably your ringtone. Anyway. It, yes, it was. It was a, yeah, that is exactly what it was. That's funny. So, so SOCOM 2 and SOCOM 3, which is where I jumped on the ship, right? Um, it had a really good multiplayer component where those same big-ass maps that were unreasonable uh, for the single player. Sure. Loved it. They were for the multiplayer. And I don't know about SOCOM 2, but SOCOM 3, that was like, what, 24 versus 24? Like 48 player lobbies on the PS2? With uh, I'm dying. Yeah, that was kind of wild, and there was vehicles. Like you could get a fu- in some maps, not all. You can get like a fucking tank, and you could just drive it. Uh, and you can there was like a billion attachments for your weapons. Nothing was locked. There was no progression system. It's like you drop in and you pick your fucking gun, 
and you go and you win. Like yeah. this is this was also before Battlefield, like before Battlefield, really Battlefielding. And early, like Call of Duty existed, but we're talking Call of Duty, Call of Duty Finest Hour, Call of Duty Big Red One. Those are all very good games, but yeah. they aren't the Call of Duty that Gen Z and Gen Alpha know today, right? I bet you they don't even know those games existed. I know they're missing out. That Alf, that Africa level on in Finest Hour is like peak Call of Duty. Uh, you pretty much peak Call of Duty, yeah. The, the whole remember, game was good, but that particular level was fucking awesome. I remember when <laughs> Modern Warfare Two came out. Can you just think about it for a second? There are children out there that play these military shooters, and these motherfuckers don't even know what Medal of Honor is. Ooh, ooh, you're right, bastards. They're not gonna remember. That's that's like if you were go to history class and you learn about the Afghan War, but you have no idea what World War One or Two are. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, there's gonna be a whole generation of people that don't know what MythBusters is. <laughs> that's a that's a that should be illegal. That's not <laughs> that's illegal. That should be that that's illegal. There's a whole generation of kids that aren't gonna know what Red versus Blue is. That's less illegal. Nah, I doubt that, that, that's I sad, doubt but that's it's not on Netflix. That's not that's not that illegal. Uh, I guess they could go back and. That's fair. It is on mm-hmm. Netflix. It'll get recommended to them eventually. Okay, that's fair. We say you liked video games. Would you like to watch this show from 10 years ago about a video game you've never even fucking heard of? I think it was a bit more than 10. More like 20, (laughs) victim. (laughs) 20 years ago. Would you like to learn what a machinima is? I remember... we're not talking about a company. Sarge, do you remember those special special episodes of Red vs. Blue that came with the EGM DVD that I had from that one issue? Oh, fuck. Yes. The one that had the trailer for Metal Gear Solid 3, which was about to come out and was hype as shit, and I didn't understand it because I didn't know anything about Metal Gear until later. Yeah. Because <laughs> I remember seeing the trailer for Metal Gear Solid 3 and Devil May Cry 3. Didn't play either of those franchises. I'm like, that's a really cool song, Devil May Cry 3. And then Metal Gear Solid 3, jumping out of, doing the Halo jump out of the fucking airplane. Like, that trailer yeah. was awesome. I'm like, I have no idea what this game's about, but it looks cool. Uh, and then I played, I got a PSP. Uh, when it came out, my dad got it in Japan when he was overseas doing stuff for his job because they frequently sent him to Japan. He's not like a weeb or anything. He doesn't understand anything about my hobbies. But he was like, he knew I liked the PlayStation and in PlayStation Portal. It's it's very obvious. Like, this is something Dylan would like. He bought it, right? I was in middle school. I was fucking thrilled. I'm like, oh, this is the shit, right? Uh, it came with Metal Gear Acid. I didn't know anything about Metal Gear. But that game was fun as fuck and it was full of Metal Gear references. And then I... Went from Metal Gear Acid to Metal Gear Solid 2 on the Xbox. Because that's what my dad had. I visited him on the weekends. My parents were divorced. Like, almost all millennials. So, <laughs> right? That's actually a really large statistic. I don't know if you know that. Um, yeah, yeah. Dangerously it's, it's, large. It's kind of kind of shocking. Uh, I, I've heard... <laughs> yeah, either way. A lot of people our age have split parents, and nobody really knows why. Uh but uh, the point is, you know, I saw my dad on the weekends, and he had an Xbox. So I had a PlayStation at home, so I was like, ah, I'll play Metal Gear Solid 2 on the Xbox. And I really connected with Raiden, because I was just as confused as he was. I'm like, what the fuck happened to Metal Gear Solid 1? Why is all this shit weird? And he's asking all the questions I'm asking. I'm like, yeah, ask those fucking questions. Oh, I don't know. What the fuck's going on? What the That's fuck is what going on? what you mean by confused. Okay, never mind. Okay, yeah. continue. So Raiden was all confused and everyone hated him for it because everyone really liked Metal Gear Solid 1, but I didn't play Metal Gear Solid 1 until way fucking later after I played Metal Gear Solid 4. Because like, <laughs> I played Metal Gear Solid 2, I read, because I had Substance, which is the, like, the remake, right? 
Yeah. It wasn't Sons of Liberty. It was Metal Gear Solid 2 Substance, the one with the skateboarding minigame. And the extra shit where you can play a snake. Uh, it came with a written explanation of what happened to Metal Gear Solid 1, and I read it. I was like, I get it, kind of, now. I understand what happened <laughs> in this game. I get it. Enough. Kinda. I get it enough to, to, to understand the plot. And then uh, I played Metal Gear Solid 3, and it changed my life. Uh, and then Hideo Kojima in one sentence. I get it kind of now. Yeah. Not only did I play Snake Eater, I bought Subsistence, mostly because Metal Gear Online was really tempting. It also came with more Snake vs. Monkey missions. Guilty pleasure. It came with The Secret Theater. Go watch it on YouTube if you haven't seen those. Uh, it came with uh, Metal Gear 1 and 2 from the NSX, the 2D ones. I played through those too. Um, that was fucking awesome. Um, those are fucking hard games. I tried to play those. Also... It came with a boss rush, Metal Gear Solid 3 Subsistence on disc 2, where you can fucking boss rush the, the bosses, and I beat the end in 48 seconds. It's like the coolest thing I ever did in a Metal Gear game. Because the end is that sniper dude in the sniper. I don't know, I don't know if you remember all the Metal Gear games, Victim. Um, but vaguely. Vaguely. Mo- most of my memory is from like watching like either one of my mm. uncles play it or my dad. I know so. it's on your list to stream. How do you manage that? It's on his list to stream in a marathon, and I think it's going to be a hit. One of these days, yeah. It's going to be a hit. At, at least <laughs> at least one through four. We'll, yeah. we'll see about five. Yeah, you've already played five. You don't need to play that again. <laughs> uh, instead of playing five, you should just watch the trailer for five. <laughs> yeah. I, mean, like, uh, I, I didn't hate five. It's just him in 48 seconds. I enjoyed the it's trailer just, for five more yeah. than five. Open world games, just they either need to like really leave an impact or I, I'm just lost with them. Uh, it's very yeah. rare that open world games like catch my attention yeah i get that anyway 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 so i i got not only snake eater but subsistence the remake uh similar to substance like i was saying uh and it was life-changing and then Gear solid 4 came out i played it as soon as it came out because i i i secured a ps4 because i was old enough to work i was 15 i got a job right away right well it wasn't a whole lot of money but when you're not paying rent it's a lot right because I was just busting tables at a restaurant for old racist people on the weekend, right? It's it's a fraternal organization called the Elks. <laughs> I don't know if you know what that is in Canada, but that's besides the Not point. Not a clue. It's just a bunch of old white people that talk about how great pe- white people are. Uh, <laughs> yeah, and times were better before. And they sometimes like they have a nice building and they'll have weddings there, and uh, the people that are in the wedding parties are a totally different crowd. They're just they just wanted a pretty venue, uh, but. I still had to serve the members on the weekend, but that's besides the point. It's besides the point. Um, <laughs> I describe it like that. It wasn't really that bad. Uh, I didn't really listen to their conversations. I just noticed that they're all old, crusty white people, and they are kind of mean. Uh, but uh, I got you know a little bit of pocket change. I also spent a short stint dancing on the corner in a sheep costume for a mattress store doing a sign before sign flipping was commonplace. Like uh, before that really exploded. Like I did that. Um, I was able to secure PS4. Sorry, the PS3 <laughs> when it was new. I got like the first model, the shitty one, uh, <laughs> the one that wasn't backwards compatible but was in that generation. So the shitty model, right? Um, and I was able to play Metal Gear Solid 4 and Metal Gear Online 2 at launch, and that was also life changing because those games were fucking great. Um, and I'm I'm sad that it's over, but I'm excited for for Kojima's next game. I don't know when it's coming out, but uh, I know it'll come eventually. Um, so I guess that's as good a segue as any. We should have segued a while ago, and I really want to deep throat the rest of these fucking Apple things. 
So <laughs> so let's talk about E3 predictions. That shit's next week. Victim, you're co-streaming it, right? Uh, plan to. This Thursday, in fact, I'm going to co-stream. Uh, what are your? I think it's um, called Summer Game Fest. It's it's basically uh, an offshoot of E3, it's hosted with Jeff Keighley and everything. So, uh, what are your hopes for for E3? More Tales news? I mean, you already know the game's coming in a couple months. The new one. Uh, I, I think almost everyone knows what I want. Hmm. Um, oh yeah. If, you, if you're if you're in the Discord, you 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 you've probably witnessed me um, posting about it. So. Uh, fucking Elden Ring though, dude. Oh man, I'm so ready. There's like a full blown conspiracy like theory thing going on right now because um, fuck Nine Volt posted on Twitter a year ago saying that because Jeff Keighley said Elden Ring on his show, the Game Awards, because uh, it won most anticipated game uh, during the awards, and so they said that he's put in jail now and he's not allowed out until we get news about Elden Ring. So now, uh, a couple days ago, Jeff Keighley posted uh, a picture of a panda bear trying to escape a crib, and he's like, uh, uh, soon I'll be free. So everyone's like, oh, it's got to be Elden Ring news, Elden Ring news. And I'm like, you know what? I normally don't buy into this kind of shit, but I want it so bad that you're damn right it's Elden Ring news, man. You're like, I'm ready to sell my kidney. I'm ready to sell my body to the limits of Canadian law. But uh, other predictions, uh, I would say, what, SMT5 would be a good one to hear about. Oh. Hmm. Fuck, uh, what, some other games that, you know, have been teased, like, decades ago, like Bayonetta 3, would be uh, pretty cool to, to have shown up, or showing up, rather. I thought Bayonetta 3 came out. No. What? They haven't even talked about it in forever. Oh, Astral Chain 2 might be there because there was hints Ooh, that that might be a thing. That would be awesome. I would love yeah. to play Astral Chain 2. That game is really underrated. Like, I think everyone should play it if you have a Switch. Yeah, it, uh, it it's a game that will look really clunky and play really clunky when you first touch it. But if you can get the mechanics down, it is probably one of the most satisfying action games out there. I would just like there to be more options. That's That's all I wanted. It, it is kind of linear when you break down like what the options they give you are. It's because there's just so much you can do innately, right? And, and it's fair. I mean, you're literally playing, in some regards, two characters at once. So it, it kind of makes sense that there's mm-hmm. some weird limitations. But moving forwards, there's a lot more they could do, and I'd like to see them do it. Um, I don't know. There was another game I had in mind. Um That I can't think of off the top of my head right now. Well, think about it. And Sarge, what what are your hopes or expectations and predictions for this year's E3? Other than the the obligatory, it's going to be a bad show because it's E3. I mean, we don't need to hear that. That's given. I mean, E3 is not always (laughs) a bad show. I mean, it's it's been consistently kind of dropping the ball lately, but it it used to be like the show of the year to watch, even if you didn't give a shit about anything else. Back when G four played more than just cops and, uh, I was thinking even just like, like four or five years ago when like Nintendo still did all the skits and shit. Oh yeah, yeah. those skits were so worth it. I, they, I didn't even uh, I, I didn't even give a shit about what they were announcing. I just fucking sat in to watch because it was fun. I remember those. Well, until now, now I really do give a shit. Uh, the, funny enough, the game I was thinking of, Breath of the Wild two. That, oh. That's that's the other one I'm hoping for. What do you think, Sarge? Uh, what are your hopes? I haven't really been, like, keeping up on any news of games and everything. 
But I imagine there's going to be a big showing from certain developers like Squeenix and stuff mm -hmm. that yep. may make me just hop onto a hype train and be like, let's go. I got my first class ticket. We're going. Let's go. <laughs> Square Enix has a lot of licenses under their belt. Like, we, we might hear Final Fantasy 16 news, but I have no intention to buy a PS5. Um, I, I don't care if it's Final Fantasy 16, really. I want like, DSX news from unless, Square Enix. I mean, 16 is 100% going to be amazing. there. 100%. Yeah, unless it looks like absolutely amazing, but I haven't been like the biggest fan from 12 onwards. Mm -hmm. And there's just a lot of like you said, titles that they could use. I, I'd like to see some crazy surprise stuff from people who are like, yeah, we started working with Disney because, of course, like, that would be just fantastic. They have so much IP to their name. Like, it could be anything. Yeah. Uh, there might be, like, a, a mobile Kingdom Hearts that announced. I would almost, like, not on the phone, but, like, Kingdom Hearts of some sort, which I almost expect. It's been a while since three came out. Come to think of it, so I, I would bet yeah. there's something in the works. Kingdom Hearts that's going to be announced as like a coming in 2022. I mean, yeah, I, I'm I'm excited to see what they do with Kingdom Hearts next. I still haven't played three. I'm gonna get to it eventually here, but um, just knowing that that motherfucker is trying to revive uh, what versus thirteen or whatever it was. Yeah, I don't yeah. know if you know um, about that, Sarge. Like, there's that uh... has me excited. Is it was it Just DLC? What, or... I may not like it. Yeah, it was DLC. It, mm -hmm. it was like uh, the DLC, the ending to the DLC hints at it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, there's like a whole DLC campaign after the events of Kingdom Hearts three. There, there's gonna be, I, I figured it out. There's going to be a Switch exclusive Kingdom Hearts that is a pre, prequel sequel in a different dimension because they're all like that. <laughs> No, it's not going to be for the Switch. Nintendo's going to announce their new system, and it's going to be on that. Because actually, I they're working on their new system. I'm actually looking forward to that. Yeah, the the, the Switch Pro, if it's not a rumor, is pretty cool. I might, I might, I might shell out for one, just fucking get it. I don't we'll know. See. I haven't decided yet. Mostly because I'm pretty certain Breath of the Wild Two will probably be like exclusive to it if if they do do it. Oh, probably. Yeah, because Breath be, of the Wild uh, hardly ran on the regular Switch. I cannot imagine part two running very well on it. Yeah. I think I think if there is going to be a Kingdom Hearts release, that it will coincide with uh, at least some sort of exclusivity to the launch of whatever. Maybe it's the Switch Pro. Maybe they call it something else. But whatever the next Nintendo system is, because it's almost for sure they're going to announce it there, right? Like, yeah. Definitely. Now, I'm not too crazy about Kingdom Hearts. I, I couldn't get past Kingdom Hearts 2. Not because it was hard, but just I, I was young. I was like, you know, uh, uh, either late middle school or early high school. I don't remember. Uh, I would have been about the time when it came out, yeah. My, my PlayStation was in the living room. Uh, it was frequently monitored because it was a small house because we were poor, right? And I just couldn't bring myself to do the fucking Little Mermaid sing-along. I felt emasculated. I was like, I can't. It was my favorite part of the game. <laughs> I know it is, and I hated it. I'm like, so bad, dude. I am. I am. I hated the Little Mermaid, this. and I hated these stupid Disney songs. And I'm like, what will my parents think of me? They obviously don't care. 
they wouldn't have cared. But I cared enough to not continue playing. And I was just borrowing it from a friend. So I was like, you can have this back. I'm going to go back to playing Armored Core. Like, <laughs> 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 I'm not doing this today. But yeah, King, Kingdom Hearts <laughs> is one of those series that I cannot in good faith tell you. It has a like an amazing like dialogue set or even like internal stories to each game like there's there's people that would like get really pissed to hear me say that no it's, um, it's not, it's not but i love the games and their overall plot is fucking yeah. amazing the plot is amazing and it's that's the thing I probably don't think it's a... similar to metal gear in a lot of ways too which is kind of funny just like in its convolution yeah, but, but, but each game of it is like each game of metal gear is like you leave satisfied-ish. Yeah, know? I suppose but, that's a fair point. You you kind of do need to play like multiple Kingdom Hearts games where you really are yeah, satisfied it's, with it's, the, it's definitely the overarching story. Like, it, it's the difference between a bunch of short stories that are related and then, like, the fucking Iliad, you know? Well, the Iliad <laughs> is a bunch of short stories that are related. Yeah. But, you, you know what I'm saying? Like, there's... You have to play every single Kingdom Hearts or at least read up on it to be like, oh, okay, I understand what's going on. Mm -hmm. Which is why I said like the pre-sequel from the different dimension, but it's also a sequel. But it, it, I get it. No, that no, seems part of the course. A lot of people, a lot of people call it confusing, but I, yeah. I promise you, if you consume it all, you will understand. Do I recommend you consume it all? No, go watch a fucking YouTube video. That's why they exist. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Don't do it. Don't you do not hate yourself enough. Do not do it. Ooh, in the alternate dimension sequel that is also a prequel because fucking timey wimey shit. Uh you're not Roxas or Sora. Which one is the to, Sora? To be fair, Sarge is exaggerating it way heavily. It does not get that bad. You're not gonna be Sora or the other one. Fuck you, no, I'm not. Did you play the Game Boy one? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, it, oh, God. It, well, I mean Dreamland. <laughs> It's, but it's not thing. it's not like a time travel thing they just go to another dimension it sounds yeah, kind of nutty and to I mean, me. that's kind of that's kind of what the game does anyways but, i mean half the time was, you're traveling from it was a prequel but it was also a sequel it was just fucking ah, i hated it anyway uh you're gonna play as Kyrie. Kyrie's gonna be the main character and she's gonna get the keyblade and kick everyone's ass and it's gonna be cool and we're gonna find out that she's actually maleficent or some shit <laughs> <laughs> Listen, the 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 key, but not to understanding Kyrie, everything. If it was our is that Kyrie, everyone is Sora. Exist. Everyone is Sora, but and everyone who not. isn't is Zaynorn. Yeah, I fucking love that image because it's so true. I hate it. It's like a giant spider web chart of like the character. <laughs> I just I can't with Kingdom Hearts. It's, I can't. It's hard to recommend it to people. Cause it's, it's genuinely good, but it's also very difficult to consume. I'm, I'm content to just uh, wish you well and uh, not yep. play it. Yep. Speaking of genuinely good but difficult to consume, Call of Duty Warzone. I'm not going to lie. I heard, I heard the cut come into your mouth, and I was thinking of something entirely different. Oh. Well, hold on. Before you talk about that, I want to talk about E3. So I have some predictions and hopes, too. Uh, I'm literally excited for any new original work. Uh, I'm, yes, I am. I am hoping for a Damon X Machina single. Uh, sequel. Sequel. There you go, I got you. Or prequel. Um, anything new in that franchise, because the people working at Marvelous that made that game are the people who made Armored Core good for uh, 
Formsoft. Like, they don't work for Formsoft anymore. So a new Armored Core from Formsoft would probably be bad, like Armored Core 5, um, which was not that good. Um, it was not good. <laughs> Armored Core 4 AC6, was good. Good. Huh? What about AC6, but it's good? I mean, if they could make AC6, but it's good, like, I would, I would play it. Uh, it's just, like, they need to learn from their mistakes when they made 5. But I don't know if the same people would be making six. So I don't know if they've uh, learned their lessons. So I think we're at a point now where both Tenshu and Armor Core are dead. We will never see another title in their series. Mm-hmm. That's why I want more Damon X Machina because Damon X Machina was fine. Like it was, Wait, what was that cool ninja game that we uh, could build levels in. Uh, Tenshu. Tenshu. Was it Tenshu too? I had a whole memory card dedicated to level editor. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That was awesome. I loved it. Vic, uh, victim played through it on stream he played through like the first three like in in order no people, I, I i did like first four i think oh damn if oh, okay. people yeah. that did that just made like a naruto game you know how fucking successful it would be uh, ridiculous. i think acquire actually did have a hand in one of the first mm-hmm. uh naruto games obviously not the same kind of game but yeah did you know that like the the guy that wrote naruto was inspired by tenchu to make some of those yep. characters that makes sense. Yeah, like uh, that Kakashi dude with the with the with the hair. Like that was just Rikimaru with a different name. Like that was one hundred percent Rikimaru. Yeah, like yeah, yeah, one hundred percent. One hundred percent. I think almost every stealth action game out there is inspired at least by Thief or uh, or Tenchu, Tenchu or Metal Gear. Yeah, or Metal Gear. Yeah, they're they're the three. They're, they're the holy trinity of stealth games. Yeah. Like they they they're the, what created the genre. Splinter Cell. Splinter Cell came way later. Like that's that's Splinter too Cell old. Way later, yeah. No, it's, no it, Splinter Cell. It's good. Like, it's good Splinter in its own Cell right. The same time is Metal Gear Solid. No, all right. Splinter Cell came out on PS2. Yeah, I was gonna say I'm pretty certain it was way later. Are you thinking of Siphon Filter? You might be thinking of Siphon Filter, which wasn't much of a stealth game. You could kind of stealth, but. Wasn't exactly meant. To yeah. Be. So I remember the first Splinter Cell, which was amazing, came out on PS2. Uh, actually, yeah. the original trilogy: Splinter Cell, Splinter Cell, Pandora Tomorrow, uh, and Splinter Cell: Chaos Theory, which in- implemented their their first run of multiplayer. By the way, um, were all PS2 games, and then all the ones after that were the generations after, but they weren't quite as good as Pandora Tomorrow, Chaos Theory, or the original. Because uh, those three games are pretty fucking great. Like, I remember them very vividly. Um, they were ahead of their time, for sure. But they, um, and they probably inspired stealth games after. But we're talking about the PS1 era, right? And and before with Metal Gear, because Metal Gear had yeah, yeah, the, the 2D ones that were stealth as well, right? Yeah, yeah. I was thinking. Uh, mm-hmm. You were probably Siphon thinking filter. of stealth in a siphon filter, yeah. Like, yeah. you can stealth in that game, but like. Mm, I don't know. <laughs> a whole different level of stealth. Splinter Cell's like a if you're not stealthing, you're, what are you doing? You're yeah, you're not stealthing, you're dying. Uh whereas in Metal yeah. Gear it's like uh you're if you stealth you're good. Uh but as soon as you get caught, oh here you go murdering again, you're playing siphon filter. <laughs> yeah. Siphon filter, you're at the get go. Oh here I go murdering again. Right <laughs> from the start. <laughs> Which is fine. It's totally fine. Uh <laughs> Yeah, I had to double check. Uh, even even Siphon Filter came out like a year after all those other games. Uh, still, like that that was a, a a rapid fire era of um, what's it called inspiration and development. So I mean, one year is like kind of a long time by those standards, but like a lot of shit came out back then. So I digress. Damon X Machina calling it now. I would be happy if they announce anything. 
but my hopes are not high because E3 is kind of bad. So let's talk about Warzone. So I, you wanted to bring this up earlier, Sarge. So I know um, before you get started, I know you recently installed it and you're you're in the middle of the new player experience. And I want to hear about it. Uh, I Victim doesn't like Battle Royales and he doesn't like Call of Duty. I mean, he kind of likes Call of Duty. Yeah, Call of Duty is okay. But you don't like Battle Royales on <laughs> principle. And uh, it's it's less principle and more just I can't get behind RNG and then competitiveness at the same time. It just doesn't drive well with me. Uh-huh. So right, well that's good because it's fair. It's fair criticism. That, that's sort of taken out in Warzone. Yeah, I've heard they made it a little better, but yeah. you in- you can you know just like all Call of Duties set up a loadout like oh yeah I prefer this gun and da 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 da. You do start, and you're like, oh, I sure hope I find a gun. But, like, I feel the guns are pretty well laid out. Mm-hmm. Like, you, the floor drops, as people would call them. Like, they're, they're pretty good. Um, yeah. So, in Warzone... There are times it- where you land and you get nothing, and somebody found any other gun besides a fucking pistol, which is, I'm convinced, absolutely the worst thing ever. Like, they're terrible. And you just cry, but yeah. So uh, to set the stage further, so in in Call of Duty Warzone Victim, it's very easy to early game get what you need to summon your loadout. Um, and most players by early to mid game will have their loadout, so it's a lot less random. Uh, it's still random, you know, where the circle's gonna be, where your squad decides to drop. I mean, it's still up to you, but it's... The plane flies at a different angle every fucking time, right? Like, yeah. Yeah. so there's still some randomness, because that's the appeal of the BRs. Like, the thing that you don't like about BRs, some people unironically enjoy. Um, and so they're not gonna remove it all. Uh, but, but it doesn't move super fast, and it's not super insanely strong. Like Also, the time to kill in Call of Duty is so low, like, no matter what gun you're using. Yeah. Like, yeah. If you're close range or mid-range, like, uh, you don't need a good gun to win. There's even an item that, like, makes the circle, like, do less damage. Yeah. For a little bit, like... There's even, like, self-revive items, so if you're holding onto it, you can revive yourself if they're not watching your body or double-tapping you. Uh, But the point is, is uh, I wanted to bring up, is that uh, when I was living with my brother-in-law, while saving up for this lovely house that I live in, that I paid for, um, we played a lot of video games together. It was fucking awesome. I kind of miss it. Um, and we played all kinds of games together and he, he's a big fan of Battle Royale. So we, we tried a lot of different ones. Um, I still play with him all the time. Oh, I mean, I don't play a lot of games as much as I used to, but when I do like compared to what I used to play, like the amount of, I played before and the amount I play now, I still spend a lot of time with him is what I'm trying to say. Right. And I have a great time, but like, well, um, you don't, uh, play wars. You don't have Warzone on your computer. Currently don't have Warzone on my computer cause I didn't have enough space to update it. Um, but that's also because I, I played the new Call of Duty, uh, which I guess isn't the new one anymore. Uh, before Warzone came out, I played, um, the multiplayer, right? Um, and I believe I had it installed when I ran out of space, but I'm hesitant to reinstall it because Fantasy Star is about to drop. I need to get that installed first to make sure I have enough room for all the things I want. Um, if there's room for both, I'll get both. Uh, but you know, Fantasy Star, that's next week. That's next week. (laughs) <laughs> one terabyte solid state drives are actually pretty cheap. I think I paid 98 bucks for the one I showed you earlier. Not bad. Not bad. Yeah, it, it's a little bit up there, but it's within your allotted fun budget, I would yeah. call it. I pay, or I, close enough. I, I pay myself every paycheck a little bit of money to guilt-free spend whatever the fuck I want. It helps me save money yeah. because I don't go over that limit. 
Um, yeah. Even though I make much more money than that limit. So uh, my point is, is um, got to pay off the house fast. Yeah, and I got to expand the ball song collection. Like you got, you know, I got the squiddy here. I, I need okay, to... maybe maybe don't budget for that in the beginning. Like that seems that, that seems like something you could uh, have as a for fun thing. Yeah, no, but the, the point. My cat is like staring at me. That's ominous. That's weird in the background. I don't know if you see that, he's like brooding in the corner. He looks sad. Oh, anyway, 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 anyway. Warzone is a l- very different experience for you as a new player than it was as me, an owner of the multiplayer component of Modern Warfare, where I unlocked a shitload of guns and got a bunch of cool attachments for it before Warzone even came out. And so my loadouts are fucking dope as shit. But you had to start from the beginning. How, how does that even work? I don't even know. Um, I don't even know. So, <laughs> so you get a, a set grouping of weapons, obviously, when you start, right? Just like every Call of Duty. And some of them are leveling up, which is just like every Call of Duty. Like, oh, congratulations, you leveled up. So now you can have this shotgun. Oh, okay, cool. Um, but some are locked behind, like, certain achievements, and those are a pain in the ass. Like, there's this one rifle that I think you have to get two beatdowns. So you have to melee people twice in a match 15 times, which doesn't sound terrible until you realize that for some reason, when you punch people, you do zero fucking damage. And when they punch you, what is a bullet? It doesn't matter. Now, I, I can confirm that punching does work. And I a recent example... Really I love beating the shit out of people. When I was in the gulag, right? It was like it was like assault rifles or something, or shotguns. And uh, uh, my my little brother-in-law, not the one I used to live with, the other one, uh, he was visiting and he had his computer over. He was on Destiny's desk on my right, which is like, you know, over... That desk, you can't really see it because it's dark. Friendly reminder that we do the show live with video. Uh <laughs> This man bought a ring light and placed it behind him. What the fuck? It's to light the wall behind me. Like, if I turn this off, like, look at how bad the lighting is. Where'd my fucking remote go? Wait a minute. Oh, it's right here. If I turn this off, like, the lighting is bad. If I turn my ring light off, like... This is ghetto. The the ring light should be, like, on the wall. Because the whole purpose is it lights in a circle so you don't have to have a side light and a key light and everything. That's what it's intended for. But also, I, if I make it not way. colored, it's way fucking brighter. This is probably better yeah. lighting in general, right? Yeah, sort of. And I'll just leave it there. But my point is, is that you know, I I remember I had I had my little brother in law over, and and I, I was playing uh, Warzone with him. We I died. We both died. He was watching my gulag fight, and I was like, I'm not gonna shoot him. I'm gonna fucking punch him. And I ran at the dude. Like I just I just charged him with sprint. And I just punch 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 dead. And his hot mic when he died was like, are you fucking serious? Like, the the salt in his voice. And that's the one thing that I... That's like... If there's only Beautiful. one thing good oh. about Warzone to even brag about, there's only one good thing to even say about it. It's the hot mics. When you kill someone, their microphone so becomes perfect. live, and you can hear whatever the fuck they're saying. Yeah. And the salt is perfect. Like, it's so great. Like, hearing people bitch about the horrible, horrible war crimes I've committed against them. So... <laughs> Speaking of the hot mic, God, I wish Planet Side Three or Two did that. I know. Oh man! Every time I pop someone in the head, I just hear "fuck." (laughs) God, so so. (laughs) 
I was playing one of the modes that is less battle royale. It's more like a you either kill their whole team or you just farm kills basically. It's pretty cool. Um, and this team of two pushed in. Not a lot of people play it, so you get teams of three and teams of two sometimes. This team of two pushed in to this house that I was in, and I have been trying to level a shotgun and everything. <laughs> and they run up uh -huh. the stairs, and I smoke this one dude, and I smoke his friend. No, I, I killed him when he was down, and then I lifted up to smoke his friend. And I just hear, this cunt has a shotgun. <laughs> <laughs> and then his friend turned around and just ate a face full of it. Just, you know, I was like. And what did his friend uh, say? Was, <laughs> his friend's I, like, I oh, think, fuck, did you say shotgun? I, I didn't, I don't think he hot mic'd, but man, the, <laughs> just killing him. And he was like, this fucking cunt has a shotgun. <laughs> like, what do you expect? Like you're you're breaking in my house. This is my home defense weapon. This is my house. How dare you? And God, they came back like three times, and I just would move around the house because that's the one thing you need to know. Like it's you don't cod rush in that game. That is not a thing, unless you're just absurdly good, I guess. So it's it's a lot slower paced than normal Call of Duty, and that lends itself to some campers. But if you are in an area and you're like, I like this area and I want to keep all this protection of these walls and shit around me and somebody comes in and you kill them and they can respawn, you want to move to a different spot. So I killed those two people like four fucking times. And it, it just every time they would just break open a door, like just full on sprint, like we're going to get them this time and just boof, boof, boof and God damn! But the very first time, they didn't say anything on Hot Mike after. But the very first time, this cunt has a shotgun, <laughs> and I just died laughing. I almost died to his buddy because I was cracking up. That reminds me of a, of a funny fucking story from PUBG back when I still played that. We I mean, used to play on the Asian servers because at the time it was when uh, Asians all servers are Asian servers. Fair. But the, the Asian servers back then were pretty much all new players. Like, it was just gaining traction over in, like, Japan, China, and all those places. Um, so we came up against these dudes who were, like, speaking Chinese at us. And I just whipped out my high school level Chinese that I, like, hardly know. And the guy, the guy literally stopped for a second, and he's like, hey, wait, you guys know Chinese? Like, he's, he's spoken, like, really broken English. And I'm like, nah, that's all I remember. As he rushed them down and just killed them. <laughs> they took a second they're like wait wait a second what <laughs> you know the forbidden the forbidden language how dare you and violate their, them how their parents were doing i literally asked them how their parents were doing that's great that reminds me of a friend of mine from high school he was like he would like listen to people in spanish like in line behind him and then like they don't assume that he knows any spanish because he's just like a white dude and he would turn around and talk to him in spanish and be like wait what you heard that I'm so sorry. And it's like they did never see it coming when, you know, you, you understand their language and it's like, well, I heard that. It's the first first and last time that's ever helped me though. It's been pretty I good. don't know if it's gone because Reddit's sometimes like, Oh, that's bullying. 
but um there was a whole subreddit of that like unexpected the uh, comprehension or something it, i can't remember what it was but it was just all these videos of people like sitting on a train in new york city and somebody being like blah, blah, blah. and then the white guy's like no fuck you <laughs> like sounds like something reddit would delete yeah yeah, yeah. no fun allowed but, <laughs> but there's like it, it was great i loved just finding and it might just be because i didn't subscribe to it and like one day i'll find it again and i'll be like oh fuck yeah that's amazing i love this thing you know but it just people walking down the street or whatever for i don't know why they're videoing probably because they know that their friend speaks this language and they're just rambling on and this thing and they record because hey maybe they're talking about us or maybe the person leans over and like hey they're talking about us and they pull their phone out and they just let them have a conversation and then they'll be like chupapi manano (laughs) or whatever and they're just like oh that person understood everything and it just gets real awkward there's also this polyglot on youtube that i watch he's this fucking massive black guy like he's like six eight and he's musky, musculary, muscular, musculary, <laughs> and he'll uh, go into like grocery stores or just like Chinatown or anywhere, and he'll just be listening to the people at the stalls, and he'll be like, "Oh, how much is this?" And they'll answer in broken English, and they'll turn to somebody and start talking to them, and be like. Oh, do you speak Cantonese, Mandarin, Laos, some other tiny, like, regional variants of this language? Oh, yeah. I've been speaking it for about a week now. And <laughs> they're always just like, oh, what? Like, you speak our language? And they're just so happy about it. And it's the coolest shit. But he speaks so many languages, man. Like, it, I didn't even know there were, like, specified regions of stuff. Like, I know that... There's Cantonese and Mandarin, but like, there's like Eastern Mandarin, and or oh yeah, there's there's a ton of them. Oh or, yeah, uh, he went into an Indian place, like, and spoke with like six different people, all absolutely different languages, because India is wild. And it was like, that was the video I first saw of him, and I was like, fucking how? I can hardly English like. And you're out here just so many, so many languages. Yeah. Like, how does your brain fucking function? Like, you must, your brain must look like a 90-year-old person's ball sack. Like, so many wrinkles. (laughs) I could still do, like, American Sign Language, but that's, like, almost cheating because I also know English, right? And it's, like, they're very tightly coupled. But they're independent languages with their own grammar. So, like, it does count as a world language. I have the degree to prove it. Uh, (laughs) But... Uh, it does this feel like cheating. Self-taught. Huh? Yeah. This guy is completely self-taught. He's not That's like wild. taking a night course. He's just like, oh, yeah, I'm going to go online and fucking Figure read it. it. He, and he's not like signed up to Rosetta Stone or anything. He just fucking learns. And it's like, dude, what do you do? You make YouTube videos? You could be like the translator at the UN. <laughs> like the Iraqis start popping off and you're like, hey, shut the fuck up. You know, it's these people's turn and 
they would be so intimidated because you're six eight and like 290 pounds of muscle like mm. he looks like a bodybuilder it's terrifying now i'm just picturing like uh star wars but like c-3po is like fucking shredded like <laughs> yeah yeah like just my name is c-3po human cyborg relations brother <laughs> yeah, like whoa. Like, yeah, yeah. It'd be like it'd be like fucking if like junkyard dog or Hulk Hogan. It doesn't even matter. Was just standing there and you were speaking some like almost dead language. Like four fucking people in the world speak it, and he just busts out with it in like perfect conjugation and everything. He's been like, oh yeah, I've only been speaking this for like a week. Like, bro, what? Like, it's so good. Like, and even there, like only a week like you speak better than my daughter and shit like these <laughs> like these old people really tell him that like you speak better than my son and he's like 30 and it's like what the fuck like how it, it, anyway 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 i should stop you there because we're at the golden time zone of perfect podcast length i wanted to talk about uh i I have this po- this topic in my back pocket I've been waiting for the moment for, bitching about Star Wars, but it's going to wait. It's going to wait for the next time. I also want to talk about 2RAF, our Planetside 2 outfit. It recently kind of dissolved. Uh, that's a long story. We don't have time for it today. Also, the story is developing. So if I tell it in two weeks on the next episode, maybe we'll bring Colonel Rick on to help tell the story. Like It'll be a different story than if I tell you now. Uh, but TLDR, our Planetside 2 outfit that we had joined as a group, uh, a big outfit, uh, has dissolved into smaller outfits, and uh, we are currently back on the blue team on our old accounts that have much more shit unlocked. And I have been committing war crimes <laughs> in my off time uh, on the blue team, and I have missed the blue team dearly because uh, my shit is way better on the blue team. Um, like just last night, I was uh, committing infiltrator crimes. I was like, we were like pushing between two bases, and like I was like stealth at like stealth flashing behind them getting out, cloaking, and then cycloning their guys. Like, they would turn to face me, but their rocket launchers are still out and their lock-ons. So, like, they're, like, quickly pulling out their LMGs at the speed Catch of... Catch them with their pants down. At the speed of weapon swap in Planet Side 2, and I'm just like, my time to kill is shorter than that. You're all dead. Like, I was, like, doing horrible things to them. Uh, I have so many more stories about both how the clan breakup shook out and, and uh, the stuff that we did, like, want to get there long live god emperor dream well yeah that's the story like i i want to tell it but i feel like it'll be more interesting if we tell it next time so with that we Fair. should get to that outro so since we're at that golden length the perfect podcast link i'd like to remind everyone one more time we're we've been lately uh doing the show live uh on my stream which is currently on spacecowboy.cc but i do intend to experiment with and move to odyssey.com because they have streaming now and that's where our vods are and that way you can tip me super chats with cryptocurrency. It's just a more sustainable feature. Uh, but for the time being, Space Cowboy is just fine. And last episode was all fucked up, and I was really scared. So I'm like, we're going to stick to what we know works <laughs> this time. Uh, maybe next time I'll do Odyssey, and we'll just, um, you know... Uh, Fiddle test. Hope and pray, I guess. Uh, but, you that know... Too. Point is, uh, you can catch E3 coverage on Victim Stream. He's going to be covering it. Um, I'm probably going to be watching on his stream if I'm i have not time certain how much of it we'll get to because a lot of the things are shorter little like sweeter things but any of them big conferences i'll definitely conferences i'll definitely be covering yeah and if you can manage to stay spoiler free you can always catch a vod and like stream that live like 
Yeah, that's fair. If you do that, I'd watch that instead of the actual news. But Speaking I'd probably be spoiled. I wonder if uh, the Logan Paul fight has happened. It's over. They didn't have a winner. Oh. I didn't read the article. I mean, it was like that, a tie. That, that's, how it's, that's how it was supposed to be, though. In a fairness. technical tie, I guess. Yeah. I'll look it up. Sounds like, like some they, they announced it ahead of time that the they they couldn't get the rules commission to like sanction. officiate it or sanction it, so sanction. they were allowed to do it. Just there was no winner. Yeah, it doesn't go on his record. Yeah, it's so they could. It, a lot of people believed it was so they could rig the fight with no real issue. Well, it's an exhibition, right? That's. Th- just how they call it is an exhibition. Well, that, yeah. Oh, I keep in mind, a lot of these people don't know what boxing is either, right? Yeah. So. But that way, in case, you know, because it, it only ever takes one, right? Like, they could have both came out through one punch, and, you know, Mayweather could have slipped it and just caught him, and bam, there you go, 20-second fight. J- Logan Paul's knocked out. Or, alternatively, you know, Logan just hits him with one good one and just crumbles, you know? But it doesn't fucking matter. They both made so much goddamn money off that fight. It's ridiculous. Like, yeah. So some kind of technical tie. I don't understand boxing, but uh, Floyd was fucking with him. So the article I'm reading says so. Like, they obviously I'm, are just there for the money. Like, I don't I've know. got a, a highlights thing. It goes the distance, which means Jake didn't get knocked out, or Logan didn't get knocked out. What the fuck ever. Whoever but, it was. Yeah, it. I assume it was on that stupid fucking thing. Maybe it wasn't the the triller or whatever, which the is what Jake has been fighting on, and those are basically just fixed fights. Like, hey, we're gonna come give you a payday to make this guy look good. Yeah, you know, they just danced around in the ring, and then neither one of them got knocked out, and whatever i don't care yeah so thank you for listening to the melomancy podcast once again uh you can catch our vods on odyssey.com or catch me live just look at social media i'll tell you where uh whether it be spacecowboy.cc uh which is like self-hosted for uh self-hosted streaming software a friend of mine made or odyssey where we're gonna move eventually uh you can catch victim at twitter also uh on twitch mm underscore victim at twitter.com a victim of gaming at twitch.tv and then Sarge turned his webcam on. You can see he looks like Quasimodo. <laughs> I'm kidding. He just turned it off. <laughs> so if you're listening to the audio-only version of this, now you have to go catch the VOD. <laughs> or go find my VOD from the failed episode last time. His camera was on the whole time. Uh, but that's besides the point. Um, you can see Sarge at uh, sometimes at Sarge the Barge at Ship Poster Club and more often... Sarge duh D A Barge at Twitter.com. You probably find me more often on the shit post the club. Um I'm not really on there that much because I got a new phone and I don't know a app cough cough moon. I don't me. I, I I sent you the one I knew existed. I don't yeah. know of any other iPhone apps that will do it. You're probably stuck with the web browser, and I know that doesn't work for you. But we'll see. I'm lazy. We'll see. Alright, so E3 coverage. Victims got you covered, maybe. Uh, well, we'll see. We also, I opened a channel on our Discord. It's the same channel we had two years ago. I just dragged it out of the dead, um, where we can uh, chat about it. If you wanna, you know, talk along. I'm not. I'm not expecting much. I'm really not. But we'll fucking see. All right. Thanks, everybody. <laughs>